I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I am Kim Singletary, the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and this week we're going to talk about medical marijuana. Uh, one of the things that got lost so in the pandemic that's uh, is some changes that went on legally. We had nearly 200 new laws that went into effect in Louisiana in the beginning of August, and one of those laws really widened the access to medical marijuana. And talking with us today is Jared Rosenthal. He is the founder and CEO of Health Street, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about what that is. Um, But he's out of New York. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, out of the the Bronx, um, but um, has done a lot of work in Louisiana. And so he's going to tell us what that means, those expansion, what, what that means and what it means to employers in the area. Um, as far as drug testing goes and what's allowed and what's not. And um, so, yeah, so welcome, Jared. Um, we're excited to have you here. Thank you. And I, I wanted to start out. Thank you. Thank you. Have <laughs> I wanted to start out and just yeah, hear a little bit more about your company. So you are the founder and CEO. Tell us a little bit about Health Street. When did you guys get started? Sure. Well, I started Health Street in 2010. I had been doing occupational health testing for another company where we were doing over 100,000 drug tests per year for pre-employment testing services. And I saw the need for uh, mobile and on-site and 24-7 drug testing. And I thought it'd be a great idea to buy a used RV and start a business. And so that's, that's how we started. And I would drive to companies to test employees when there was a suspicion of, of drug use or an accident. We would go out to the side of the highway after truck accidents and give breathalyzers to drivers. And over time, it really expanded into a national uh, drug testing company and employment screening services company. And we currently work with over 20,000 small and medium-sized businesses so do you guys come to people's sites still to do the drug testing? Yeah, now we have a national network. I don't drive the RV anymore, uh, unfortunately. It was a lot of fun. But uh, we have people uh, locally. So we send out people, you know, throughout you know, New Orleans and Louisiana and, and pretty much uh, everywhere in the country. Um, we, we have collectors, uh, we call them, where they can go out and collect specimens uh, on site. Um, but the bulk of this stuff that we do is set up through the software because we have a network of over 10,000 clinics. So people uh, will set up tests, you know, businesses will set up tests anytime they hire somebody just right online. And of course, with the pandemic and work from home, uh, that's really started to, you know, the value of that has really been, been very evident lately where it's not on paper. It's just go online, set it up. The employee or the new hire would get a barcode on their phone uh, for the type of test that's ordered, and then they, sh- they just show up at the clinic. Does your company actually process the test? Uh, no. So drug tests are coordinated through, uh, you know, you have the clinic, you have the lab itself, then we have a doctor that reviews the results, then it comes back to us, we post it to the software, and then the employer gets the results. How big is Health Street? You work all through the U.S. and Canada, is that right? We do a little bit in Canada. Mostly it's the U.S. Um, and uh, it's, uh, like I said, about 20,000 small, medium-sized businesses. 
So right now, during the pandemic, have you seen any change in the amount of testing that's being done? You know, surprisingly, most people are surprised, even myself quite a bit, is that uh, it's it really hasn't gone down. It has not gone down. Now, the first six weeks, yes, you know, we lost wow. about, I said, I said the amount of uh, drug testing was down about, you know, two thirds. Uh, but then it just kind of rapidly came right back. And, um, you know, we, you know, there's, it's certainly different industries uh, that are hiring, obviously, you know, and others are, are suffering. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, because drug testing is something that cuts across all industries, um, as long as the economy is, is uh, you know, as long as people are hiring, they're ordering the testing. So, so we haven't seen much of a drop. The clinics still do the test. It's not a, uh, you know, um, you know, obviously there's precautions at the clinics for, for COVID. Now, here in Louisiana, it took us about four years after everything was approved to get um, the first batch of medical marijuana um, out into production. And then finally, that happened last August, so August of 2019. What changed this summer? Well, it seems though the uh, the law expanded the number of conditions that doctors could legally provide prescriptions for marijuana. Uh, for you know, the, for uh, a wider variety of of uh, medical diagnoses, um, and it sort of just made it much easier and uh, less risky for doctors to prescribe it. So, as I understand it, um, right now, any medical condition that is considered debilitating um, can be approved uh, for medical marijuana. That's a very wide change. Right. And, you know, this is the trend we're seeing across the country is states are loosening uh, restrictions. Some just immediately go all the way, like, of course, Colorado, you know, and make it legal for everybody. And then others sort of take baby steps and then expand it. But clearly that's the trend is that it's moving towards, you know, less uh, punitive uh, for usage, more legal bases for using. And uh, Louisiana is kind of fitting right there in the middle, I guess, uh, not quite Recreation is not legal recreationally, but as far as medical marijuana goes, is this the most lenient you can get? That's what it sounds like to me. I'm not an expert on on the on the legal end, you know, but I do know from a from a testing standpoint for employers, yeah. it becomes, uh, you know, it, it brings up a lot of complexity for the employers, and that's really the, um, you know, that's been the focus of our our work is to help employers navigate what the changes mean for them and um and 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 because it's different in various states uh and of course it's one country and people move from state to state and live in one state and work in another or but you know move from one state to another and maybe had a prescription somewhere where it was legal and moved somewhere where it's not legal and vice versa and ha helping employers which you know often aren't just based in one place, or even if they are, they have employers, employees. So it's tricky as I understand it because employers can't discriminate against an employee that has a condition that requires treatment. But how does that work as far as drug testing goes? In short, it's very complicated. And, and I'm going to explain why, uh, because there's no, there is, believe it or not, as yet, no absolutely definitive uh, response to it. Um, but here's here's the deal. So, you know, federally, marijuana right. remains a Schedule One right. uh, substance, controlled substance, meaning Schedule One is the most restrictive. Mm -hmm. it, it includes like no medical use, yes. no no <laughs> medical use whatsoever. So think about right. that. That's in direct contradiction to what the state is saying, right? 
And um, the reason why you see like so many banks uh, avoiding getting involved in medical marijuana is because, well, it's legal in Louisiana, but the U.S. government says it's not legal. So what do we do? You know, it's, 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 it's a direct conflict. It's a direct contradiction. So, you know, first of all, um, you know, any any industry where the federal government regulates it. And then we have things like, you know, it's, you know we do have a lot of clients in in Louisiana that are in uh, shipping, which is where the U.S. Coast Guard is a regulatory body as part of the Department of Transportation that manages their their drug testing uh, rules and regulations. They have to follow the federal law, right? So anything that's federal, federal employees, obviously, but federally regulated, which includes all the transportation industries and some other industries, um, have to follow the federal law. So it doesn't matter if you have a prescription, if you are, let's say, you know, driving a truck or working on a on a on a boat where you're a safety sensitive uh you have a safety sensitive role you have to follow the federal law basically they can they can and will you know have to remove you okay uh, if you are using marijuana it doesn't matter if you have a prescription that that is very clear where where it gets to be hazy is if it's not a federally regulated uh kind of a, uh, industry so um maybe you um have a you know a hardware store you know and um, somebody smoking marijuana or coming to work under the influence, and but they've shown you a prescription for it. What do you do, <laughs> right? Or if you're gonna just hiring somebody and they test positive for marijuana, what is the right thing to do? So you, you understand the 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 um, why it becomes really complicated at that point because now the federal government says okay, it's illegal. The state says it's legal. You don't want to discriminate against someone who they're saying they have some kind of condition, but then they're using a substance that's you know, possibly illegal. So um, let me just take a step aside and say what would happen with another All drug. Right. So would it like a pain medicine or something like that? Sure. Right. Let's say somebody had a uh, root canal and their dentist prescribed them oxycodone, right? So uh, they're taking oxycodone, they're taking it legally. And um, what happens is when you go for the drug test, the lab flags it as as a non-negative. The lab won't call it positive because everything goes through what's called a medical review officer, which is a doctor who then looks at it and determines whether that non-negative is really a positive or a negative. And the way, part of the way that, that the doctor makes that determination is reaching out to the individual and asking them, do you have any prescriptions? You know, and and if they do. They, you know, there's different ways they send it in. They fax it. They take a picture of the bottle and text it in. Um, and if the doctor accepts it, uh, that's and usually that's like, like for in our case, that's a doctor that works for us. It's called an MRO, and they will issue that as a negative. So when it gets to the employer, they never uh-huh. see that that person is taking a prescription. Okay. Now, in some cases, it's it, they're obligated, you know, you're obligated to to notify your employer. Let's say you're stocking shelves and you're on oxycodone. You, you need to tell your employer for safety reasons. But from a, just a straight up, you know, drug testing kind of, a you know, regulation, the employer doesn't need to know that. And they don't want to know that because they don't want to know about a potential uh, condition, disability or whatnot. Uh, that they could be then held accountable for, you know, if they, let's say, terminated you and then person could turn around and say, oh, well, you terminated me because, you know, I'm using painkillers or I'm on Adderall or something like that. Right. So the whole system is set up with this doctor review really, you know, to protect 
both the employee as well as the employer and protect the confidentiality of that information. And that system has worked really well, I think, you know, overall with some snags, but, you know, since, uh, since like the eighties, when, when all this got really got started in the U S now you have marijuana where there's this conflict. So the doctor cannot just write it off. At least the MROs that we have, have worked with. And I think this is generally the case. They don't just write it off as, as a negative if it's marijuana, but then again, it's not really a positive either because you have a prescription. So then what happens is, like in our case, they'll note it that it did come up positive, but the employee did or the applicant did, you know, provide a prescription. So what happens is then the employer finds out, right, because the MRO cannot just say it's a negative because they're also they have to follow the federal rules. So that's where it gets really tricky, you know. So now the employer finds out and, um you know, they can make a decision and there's nothing really that would, um, I don't say nothing, but, uh, because they're under the protection of the federal law, they can also, they, they can say, I'm not hiring anybody that is using marijuana, even though it's medically approved in the state. I wouldn't recommend that because I think you, because there's none of this stuff has fully been vetted by the courts over, you know, which could take years. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. And so what we did do at Health Street, here's one possible solution that, that we do offer, is we created a slate of, of drug testing panels that don't test for marijuana at all, right? And so if you're in a company that doesn't need to test for marijuana, then you can just choose to ignore it altogether and and do one of those tests. That's up to the employer. They don't have to do that, uh, but they you said an employer could choose not to hire someone if they found out they were using marijuana, even medicinally. But what if that person is already employed? Can they be legally fired? It's 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 unclear because the state says the, the doctors can prescribe it. And, you know, certainly if you're, um, uh, you know, uh, incapacitated or I was going to say intoxicated, which is really for alcohol, but like right. imagine, let, let, let's, let's take alcohol as an example. Alcohol right. is legal to drink last night at home, but it's not legal to be drunk today. Right. So if you're at work, whether it's legal or not, you shouldn't be under but the marijuana influence. stays in your system. Um, a lot if longer. it's going imp- right. right. Well, <laughs> here's the really tricky part with marijuana is that there is no breathalyzer, right? So with, with alcohol, you can take a breathalyzer. It just tells you, are you drunk or you're not drunk? You know, and if you, you were drunk yesterday and, you know, you slept it off, off and OK, you, you're fine. You know, and nobody, nobody, it's very clear to everybody. Right. So one of the really furthering complications of marijuana is that there is no breathalyzer uh, that can right. tell whether it's really in your system now so or it was yesterday or even a week ago. It's it's a really it's a it's a it's a burning issue, and there's tons of people looking looking online for information about this, and and both the employers and the employees want to know. You know, employees are scared. You know, um, you know, we get calls from from individuals that say, "Hey, I'm moving from, you know, uh, California to New York, or I'm moving from Colorado to Louisiana. What do I do? You know, I had I had a prescription here. Isn't that valid?" Can they not hire me because, you know, because of something mm-hmm. that I'm doing that's perfectly legal where I live? And isn't it one country? You know what I mean? So it gets really tough. Um, but as a, um, you know, we're, we're, we don't advocate for employees versus employers or vice versa. But we would, you know, recommend the easiest way to avoid the issue is not test for marijuana. Get it. But you still need to test for everything else. So you get a panel that doesn't include it. But if it's still an issue for you, you um, 
you know, you got to be really careful. You have to document carefully why you're making the decisions that you're making. So this change just came out in August, like we said, and I think kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the COVID stuff. But basically, we're so new at this. Are there other states? Is there anybody else that's figured it out a bit more? Well, um, a little bit, a little bit. Um, uh, Nevada uh, has, um, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I'm not 100% sure of the exact wording of the law, but they have outlawed or or prohibited pre-employment testing that includes marijuana uh, in certain cases, in certain industries. Uh, Same thing in New York City. Uh, so it's, you know, a city here, a state there, but very little, you know, nationally. Um, and those are not full solutions. Uh, they're only applied to pre-employment. So it doesn't include ongoing or random testing or post-accident testing. Um, so they're very limited exceptions, but that's possibly wow. a trend that's about to, uh, start is, um, you know, percolating across super the country. Super interesting. I, so, um, what... What advice would you give kind of like kind of last thoughts of like if you're you're speaking to employers out there and employees in Louisiana and you guys have worked with so many of them, what would be if you were kind of had a parting thought, would it be, you know, maybe don't do the testing or would you like what would what would you recommend? I think the best the best advice that we give is. Tailor your decision to the job that you're hiring for. Have a rationale. So if you're hiring um, anybody who's that might put other safeties in jeopardy, whether or not it's a regulated industry, maybe it's, uh, you know, a nursery uh, school or something like that, you know, and you feel that this particular drug could cause a safety issue, then you have a very clear, you know, answer, you know. And if you think that it's really irrelevant, then exclude, you know, exclude it. Um, don't don't test for it at all because you don't want to know if you don't have to know, um, you know. But if you want to know because you can know, you're legally allowed to test for it and get the answer. That is not directly COVID, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really appreciate your time and, <laughs> um, and sharing your thoughts on this. And we will hopefully, as things move forward, some of this stuff will get worked out legally. Yeah, I think the um, the end game of the whole thing is is a federal change, but that has been very uh, there's absolutely no progress uh, in that direction. So until yeah, that happens, like- I really appreciate you talking to me, Jared. Uh, hopefully, as we move forward, things will get cleared up a bit more legally. Thank you so much for your interest. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at BizNewOrleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.